1: Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here, your host, joined alongside by the great Adam Rank. What's up, pal? What's happening, buddy? Uh, we got MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's going on?
2: Oh, feeling good today, man.
1: And the Wiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gellhart, is in the building. What's cracking?
3: I mean, it's like draft week eve right now. We're in the week before there you go. draft week. Sure. Our, our long... Nightmare, nightmare. Our, our long narrative-filled nightmare. I love the draft, but the, the and I gap, love narratives. The gap between the combine and the draft is too damn long. No, Let's it cut is. it no, down. I need bad. more. I need more narratives. No, no. Here, we
4: got it. We got the schedule release coming out, or it might have already happened, depending on when you're listening to this. That's true. But you got that tent pole event coming out, so there's a lot of cool stuff. It'll help us Is it really
2: there.
1: a tent pole event?
2: It, it is, is. It schedule is. release. I mean, James, really? people go it's crazy amazing. even though even though we already know who's playing whom, we're right. just putting dates and times Have you guys seen it yet? No. Not yet. Because we usually get advanced copies. And here's the know, thing: even if even if I had seen it, I couldn't tell you because black hooded figures would come in and... I would say it because <laughs> much it's a... like much like the Dementors, the they would come and just.
3: I can't right. tell you, James, how many texts I get from people like a week before the schedule because they're like, "Do the schedule." I'm like, guys, I write fantasy, and no, they don't they don't give it to us that early,
1: like. Even when we get it, like twelve hours early, it's just delete for me. I don't care. I literally care zero percent. You you're
4: you're hilarious if you think they email it to people. They give you a printed copy, okay? That they
3: bring to and your only disc. and only people that actually have to write content about it. Yeah, like just Joe Schmo can't get
1: it. I don't, I don't. Is there a briefcase with a handcuff? I mean, yes. I, I yes. don't understand.
3: Uh-huh. Exactly, they keep it under lock and key, which is as It's Marcus a said, schedule, which as Marcus said is kind of hilarious because we know everybody we know who's, who's playing. playing. It's just like. <laughs> And it's, <laughs> it's it's like also, you have all the puzzle pieces. You just turned them over, <laughs> and they're together.
1: That's hey, here it, <laughs> here it is. Why, why do people? And they care always so much
4: act like this, it's such a hard thing to do. Like we can't figure it out. Like you can figure this out. First of all, you have
3: six games. Here yeah, go. that are automatic. That's right. This is an yeah. annual rant from Adam Rank. Yes, I, agree. I, I, I agree.
4: Let me say this, and I'm sorry, everybody. We'll get to the fantasy news in a moment, but yeah. if you allow me, a couple of quick tweaks, and okay. this is the thing. Okay. okay. Number one, you should not play a divisional opponent until week four. And at that point, we'll call it Rivalry Week. It'll be a big thing. Yeah. Steelers, Browns. Borrowing it from Red college Mets, a little whatever. bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever. Cowboys. I like and like Gi- Whatever. Whatever yeah. you want to Whoever you figure your designated yes. rival is, that's week four. Okay. So everybody's back into it. Buy weeks should only be weeks 8, 9, 10, 11, or 9, 10, 11, 12. Either one. Two divisions. You're off. One year, and then you just rotate every year. Okay. Through a four-year thing. And uh, you close with three rivalry games, done and done, done and, and done. You fill in the rest of it. I and mean, I know a lot. They'll be like, "Well, like, there's concert tours. Who cares?" Because if you tell people far enough in advance, this is the way the schedule is going to work from here on out. Tell Guns and Roses that they can only use Soldier <laughs> Field during these dates. It's fine. How many? How many? Con- how many stadium bands are left in the world, anyways? I don't know. Everybody plays these intimate venues. Now. That's true.
1: Or maybe Manny Pacquiao or wants to fight at the Cowboys fest- Stadium. Or festivals. festivals. That's it. Or festivals. Or festivals. So it's like, <laughs> I
4: think, I don't know, I might be dating myself. Nope. But I think Guns N' Roses was like the last, unless U2 comes back around or whoever. I mean, for what it's worth, Billy Joel's playing Dodger Stadium. Billy Joel does that. <laughs> Pearl Jam played Wrigley Field. But it's, you the you list, is, out. The no list lady, is small. Also, nobody, and nobody shares a stadium anymore once the Raiders move.
3: What else I will say, James, is why some people care is because there are – I used to have a tradition like this where we would travel to one road game every year. Okay. And you want to find out as early as possible so you can try and book you know, travel and stuff before prices get hiked up and things like that. But is and, the- and knowing when you want to go because also if you're going with like eight or nine guys, you have, to or- yeah. you have to coordinate a lot of schedules. You're like, all right, the road games we could go to this year are like – L.A., Oakland, Miami, and Boston. Like, Is
2: the
1: 12 hours between...
3: No, I mean, just that's why people get excited. I'm not saying that's why people hit me <clears throat> up. I'm just saying like, that's why a lot of people get excited, too. Yes. And, you know, they like to put too much credence into this, like, oh, God, we have such a tough schedule. Like, <laughs> guys, we don't, know, we don't know bleep about bleep right now about uh, how the NFL season's going to pan out. The draft
1: out. hasn't happened. All the offseason moves haven't happened. All the camp bodies have not shifted around yet. But I'll figure out when the Bears play and...
4: The Bears play in New Orleans this year.
3: So that's, that's worth time. noting
4: that's worth noting so then you can kind of figure it out like oh yeah I'll be going there in November
1: <coughs> alright okay. let's, let's get to some stuff here alright listen we got a great show in front of us here today a big time show we got Dan Hanses uh, joining the program Hansus, Hanses, we'll figure that part of it out uh, we also have uh, Dream Fantasy Fits from a draft perspective Alex Gilhar and MG My Guy Marcus Grant talked about Dream Fantasy Fits for draft prospects at the running back and wide receiver position you'll be able to catch that as well we'll close out with your daily daps but we start as always with your top headlines
4: the camera highlights in the world of sports breaking news breaking news breaking news breaking Whistles
2: news.
0: we continue to follow breaking news
2: watch the news because i'm a kid so y'all need to have your kids have your wife
0: bill
1: belichick not only hates your fantasy team he hates mine specific and ranks fantasy (laughs) team specifically
4: oh my gosh we were ready to win that league because we were gonna
1: have sexy rexy yeah oh yeah carrying us and martavis bryant and martavis bryant let's go such a great start despite signing team danger zone sleeper rex burkhead the patriots in a d move also signed Bills running back Mike Gillisley to a two-year tender worth $6.4 million. Four million of that in the first year. The Bills are not anticipated to match this offer. Gillisley joins a backfield of the aforementioned Burkhead, Dion Lewis, and James White, who just signed a three-year extension as well. Why, Boston? Why must you do this to us? New England.
4: You know who's going to end up getting the most touchdowns? Deion Lewis. Probably. That's just the way it's going to work. right? <laughs> you know?
1: No. Well, I don't understand. I mean, I They give get money it. to Burkhead. They give money to Gillisley, They give money to James White. It's too many. We need to stop
4: drafting individual players in fantasy and just be like, I'm going to take <laughs> team Patriots <laughs> running backs. <laughs> team running backs. There you go. From here on out. All right. I don't so hate
1: ridiculous. it. I don't hate
4: it. All I right. hate that they keep trying to win. <laughs> like, can't I feel- you just go out and just now fulfill our fantasy football request? You've done enough.
3: Uh fantasy wise, I think they're getting Gillisley to basically be their new LeGarrette Blunt. Like he's a bigger back, Gillisley's fast. He was quite efficient on minimal touches last year, so I think they want him to add that power element. Because I think? while we all, while we all love Leggy Blunt, he or while we all love, excuse me, Rex Burkhead. He's not a LeGarret, He's a bit, you know, he's a bigger back, but he's not Legarrette Blunt. So I think they wanted Gillisley for the scoring prowess. Burkhead's still going to have a role.
1: Gillisley feels like a be, home run guy.
3: It's going to be a, it's going to be a nightmare, is what it's going to be essentially.
1: I don't like it. I don't like it at all. MG, your thoughts on either Deion Lewis or James White moving forward?
2: Uh, well, one of them is not going to be in New England. I feel, I feel like you think
1: Deion Lewis is going to get cut. One of them is going to go. Oh yeah,
2: I, there's, there's no way they're going to roll in with these four guys in this backfield and try. Even Bill Belichick isn't that Machiavellian. I mean, he's just not. You mean Machiavellian? Ooh. Hmm. Um. Except, except his running backs are good. <laughs> uh. Speaking, oh. of, speaking of Belichick, um. Bro, why are you going to disparage Orlean's Darkwall like that? I mean, he's a great Star Wars character name.
3: <laughs> why are we talking about Orlean's Darkwall right <laughs> now on this podcast? <laughs> look,
1: uh, Bob I mean, McAdoo running out a four headed attack in New York featuring Orlean's Darkwall ben, as well. What ben, the hell are you ben, doing,
2: Ben McAdoo or, ben, oh, yeah, or ben, whatever. whatever? I'm in NBA mode. Um, Leave me alone. Look, I, I I still I still think Burkhead's going to have a fairly sizable role. I think Gillisley, as as Gelhar said, is going to be kind of that short yardage goal line back, which means he'll fall into the end zone a handful of times. He does have the home run ability too, but he's he does. he's a Big guy that you know, I think I um, have for that role, and so then it comes down to which guy they like the most either Deion Lewis or James White. And I guess you know, with White just signing a three year extension, Dion uh, Lewis Lewis that Martin. seems and I, you know what, I, I had been hearing those whispers for a while, even from the moment that Burke had you know got to New England that you know the whispers were that you know they may move on from Deion Lewis. So, wow. Seems to maybe solidify that a little. Maybe
1: bit. he lost a little bit uh, of juice after the uh, after the, the injury that he suffered. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I mean, because
2: then they also bring back Brandon Bolden for uh you know another for a win? hot oh. second. I don't I know. Believe they did. yes. he might be a
1: camp body though. Who knows? Uh, Derek Carr was a full participant at OTAs Monday. Remember, he broke his fibula in Week 16. Gentlemen, how excited are you about the news that apparently he's doing full drills and he's looking good? It's exciting.
3: That's for sure because he and Marcus Mariota are two quarterbacks that could have like tons of late round value. Yep. But we really need to wait and see how they come back from hell. So this is a good sign now. Uh, I would like to like you know get some visual proof of how well he
1: performed. Right.
3: Mariota was running around and stuff too, but he wasn't doing a he was not doing a full sprint or anything.
1: I feel like Oakland is a team that is the most interesting from a fantasy perspective. Um, moving forward until the season starts right and what I mean by that is what they do in the draft and what they do with you know Marshawn Lynch or Adrian Peter or whoever whatever running back is going to be in that system that could be some serious serious value uh off the Oakland Raiders and Adam Rank I know you were talking about the prospects of Marshawn Lynch possibly joining that offense
4: oh absolutely I I think that if he goes to that team and I this is on me because I thought last week when we were going through the motions, I'm like, he's never coming back. But now it seems that we're closer than we ever have, and it just comes down to the Seahawks making a deal. And if Marshawn Lynch goes to that team, I say he gets at least double digit touchdowns. I, I would put him. I would put him of uh, running backs who I want. And this is going on whatever. No, I'm not even going to qualify that. He's outside of the top four for me for the running backs, the big four. <laughs> well, and yeah, then he obviously. would be. Then he would be number five. What? Who's he's your fourth? Shady? Holy. Four? Stop it. DeMarco so, Murray? Stop it. Okay. So, uh outside of those four guys, and I think it's Martian because it's all about the it's Rex Burkhead
1: line. by the way. Oh, Rex Burkhead. It's not <laughs> Rex
3: Burkhead. Stop
4: it. Everybody being in clip. We have one <laughs> We have one GD player and you guys just can't give us enough credit. You putting in four. He's going Jordan on. Howard. The fourth running back, RB4, 100%. Wow. Who's better?
3: Nobody. I don't know, LaShawn McCoy, not Marco even. Murray.
4: What is this, like 2009? I'm talking about 2017. Okay, all right,
3: all right. Uh, that's a topic a That's a topic for a different day. 2009 like is
4: a little it. bit too far back. I like it. Sorry. I like it. But uh, in any event, no, I, I think, again, whether you think uh, – Marshawn Lynch is obviously not the running back that he was a couple of years ago, and that's fine, but when you have a great offensive line, and I think most people would agree the Raiders are, if not the best, the second best offensive line yep. behind the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. You put anybody – not. You, you put somebody capable behind them, they're going to get a lot of production. And that's, to me, probably more important than watching guys and being like, oh, that's a great running back. You're like, yeah, there's there's plenty of good running backs that are in terrible situations that can never really get going. And you put a guy who's capable, you put him in that offense. Todd Gurley. And you have other, yeah, exactly. Todd Gurley would probably be the top running back in football if he was playing behind the Raiders offensive line. That's a good point.
1: All right, uh, speaking of Marshawn Lynch, next week's NFL draft could be the deadline for Marshawn to agree to a contract with Oakland. That, according to a report from NFL Media Insider Ian Rapp. Why? Well, because, quote, once they, the Raiders, take a running back, it probably will close the door on Marshawn Lynch. I think that's very, very interesting. I, and I would agree with that assessment. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, the the draft. If Marshawn doesn't sign by next Thursday, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean,
2: how long y'all think Marshawn's going to play? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, why? Why would drafting yeah. a running back preclude them from bringing in Marshawn Lynch? This is a guy who's going to play a year, maybe two at the most. Like, I, I think I, a year. I don't, I, env- year. I don't envision Marshawn making the move to Las Vegas with this team. It's true. So, true, true. Why, why would drafting a running back preclude them from bringing in Marshawn Lynch? You draft a guy, and okay. Maybe he gets fewer carries the first few years while you're work, you know, while you're giving Marshawn Lynch some run. But mm. you know, after a year or two, when he is retired for real, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real, right? Then you have a healthy young stud in theory running back ready to just jump in and play.
1: Well, I guess the thought would be that if they could get a, a running back in the second round, that he'd be probably would be a stud. And if he's a stud, he probably needs to get
2: a lot of burn, not a little bit of burn. See Henry, comma Derrick.
1: Yeah, but also <laughs> are the
2: Titans No, no, hold up, hold up. I I totally
1: hear what you're saying, but would you say that the Titans are a well-run organization?
2: Yeah, now they are. I mean, oh, come on. They, they, they nearly made the playoffs last year, right? Yes. Um, they're turning it around. They're right? turning it around. I'm there. not saying
1: they're not turning it around, but they fell. Yeah, but they fell. On, I mean, they completely lucked. Not to mention
2: Marcus the fact that the we, Raiders
4: have, they, they have three running backs. If, if they bring in Marshawn, they still have
2: um, DeAndre Washington. Yeah. DeAndre and Washington. Jalen Rashard. Yes, Chandler I get Rashard. So why would you bring in a fourth guy? We literally just had a five-minute conversation about the <laughs> Patriots and their 11-D running backs. Right. Yeah, I why, think Jalen. And everybody wants to be the Patriots. Why wouldn't they just try to stockpile a bunch of guys and then see what happens? We'll throw all these running backs against the wall and we'll see which one sticks. All right, that sounds violent. <laughs> It does sound violent. Joe Mixon. We'll stay with running back
1: news. Joe Mixon, the talented running back from Oklahoma that was caught on camera punching a woman, could potentially slide into day three, according to a report from Pro Football Talk, per Mike Florio. Quote, multiple league sources who have investigated the situation believe that Mixon may be waiting beyond round two or three. At least one source has suggested that Mixon possibly won't be drafted at all, close quote. Florio also cites our very own Gil Brandt, who has Mixon outside of his top 150 draft prospects. So what does this
2: mean? Do they do they know something else that we don't know? Because otherwise, I'm going to need the NFL GMs to get together and get their morality straight. Because... We hear the he could be a second day guy. He could be a round three guy. He might not get drafted. I mean, we hear that he has People Day One talent. Him. People are mocking, mocking him in round one. In round right. one, I mean, this thing is as wide as it can be. So yeah. I'm going to need the the general managers of the National Football League to get because it's not it's not about ability. It's not about ability at all. On just straight football ability, he might be the best running back in this draft. So I'm going to need you guys to get together, get your morality straight, decide are we taking a stand against Joe Mixon because we have him on camera punching a woman, Yeah. or do we want to just play football and bring this guy in and we'll figure out the PR? Because this dancing around and this he might not get – because even if he doesn't get drafted – He's going to play football somewhere. Yes, someone's going to sign him to a free agent contract. You're 100 so correct. Let's just equivocate. Let's just get it out there, and let's just decide where Joe Mixon's going to play football this
4: well, year. Well, that's that's really the decision for 32 different owners, and every owner has his own set of not values, but but has their own set I think of values. Is right? Yeah, no, I think values. Hey, is listen, right. like there's some teams that are going to be like, absolutely not. He's off the board. There right. is some teams, and I fear you know, and I sit close to our uh, college draft editor, so I hear a lot of things. And there are certain teams that just say, Joe Mixon's not on our board at all. And there's other teams who are like, well, I'll wait on this. And I know there are some teams who've taken chances on players like this in the past, didn't realize what it was going to be like, yeah. and now we are in a different state of mind where they can't do that again. Like, well, we got away with it once, or we had such a huge backlash for this guy that we're right. not going to do it again. So I think every team has just kind of set a, a value on him. A lot of I I, I would see I'd a lot of people just will say you know what first round pick prime time Thursday night I can't take that that risk. The only team that could do that uh, would be a team like the Browns because if the Browns traded back into the first round do they have mm-hmm. two they have two first yeah, r- they've the got two round first round, round one right. and twelve like if they traded back into the first round and drafted him and then you go to that press conference and you've got uh, Miles Garrett Miles Garrett. Mitch Trubisky. Got Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> and you got Joe, like Joe Mixon's one of three guys. Yeah, so it's completely different as opposed to if you're another team and like this is our guy and this is Thursday night and this is the only thing you're going to be able to talk
1: about for 24 hours. Actually, but I, I, the way that you drew it up, I, I actually think that that would preclude the Browns from doing it because they want the all the focus to be positive on Miles Garrett and Mitch Trubisky and this is the future. Blah 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 blah. And then maybe they wait until day two or you know maybe day three. Oh well, I could that's cuz the headline possible. would get let's, a little bit buried right
4: That's that's possible yeah. but you would the big 3 would be they would be connected together yeah, It would I be wish. like draft day it's no, like I've no, never wish. seen this movie <laughs> <laughs> You know how it goes like it just at the end of the day you're like oh All look right. the browns have laid their foundation they've got a sure. the running back of the future their quarterback and a pass rusher who should be great
1: All right those are your top headlines let's bring in a very special guest we continue our NFL fantasy live and around the NFL crossover event all right, we're popping his uh, NFL Fancy Live cherry here. We got the great Dan Hanzoos.
2: Can we say that? In the building.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll get away with it. <laughs> it you really would need.
1: <clears throat> that would mean
4: that somebody actually cared enough about this podcast. To listen to, listen to
3: it. To be- yeah, true. that's true. Because a
4: guy who's the head <clears throat> of the NFL podcast. Okay. Listens to every second of every podcast. Except for this
3: one.
1: <laughs> Do we even get <laughs> sweatshirts?
2: <laughs> you know what's funny? Is this? Well, Wait, first everybody of all... like DDFP got sweatshirts. You guys
4: okay. didn't get sweatshirts? You did? did. I,
2: uh, no, no. Some of us. Got shirt. What the effing stuff? No, that's not right. Wait, you didn't oh, get one right. Look, no, it oh, was. Man. It was not. It was. Oh man. In our defense,
5: no one ran it past us. We were just
2: handed these shirts.
5: No one oh, asked. No one consulted. That's true. The same thing happened um, with us as well. Nobody. All of a sudden, they sh- showed up one day, but right. everyone on the podcast got one.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> on those podcasts, right? I mean, part of it is <laughs> that you know, rank rank has kind of been an off season edition. <laughs> uh, he was an off season edition. That's, uh, you know, that's true. Uh, you know. That's true. It ma- it's, oh, an o- sorry? it's an off season. I'm not. What? I'm not defending. I'm, it. I'm on just, the off
1: season. When did you get these? What? Just explaining. We just got them. I think uh, uh, we're we're bearing the lead here. We yeah. have a oh, yeah. distinguished well, guest in right. the <laughs> studio right <laughs> that's now. That's right. Dan Hans is a big part of the. It's actually
5: James. I yes sir. I'm I'm starting. I've decided to start correcting people on this just because. Damashek started this like seven years ago. Okay. It is Hans Us, like Hansus. Oh. And Hansus. and you know, I don't Rank, you the first <laughs> time I was ever in the studio was on the Dave Damashek football program uh with you and and Dave and he referred to me as Hans Zeus and then try to convince me that I should go that By route Zeus because it was a, a stronger name of some kind. But I my agree. birthright, I'm I've gotta from my, my father, I gotta it's my name. It's Hansus. But I think it's Sus. also because you go by the old Zusser, which throws people off. That See, that adds a little wrinkle to it. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, How I mean, can you, you were,
2: blame you're people? Com-
4: you're complicit now. <laughs> you are.
2: Maybe. All right. He's part of the
1: ATL old, <laughs> old Zusser. The Whoa. Zusser. The <laughs> Zusser joins us. <laughs> Zusser does not quite have the ring to it uh, as the Zeuser. I, I I disagree.
4: <laughs> I <think laughs> Zusser is, is a strong name. <laughs> Zusser.
1: <laughs> the reason we have him on the podcast, Day, he writes a I don't know if it's is it a weekly it might be more than weekly a column it's like a, it's like a thing now it's, it's a thing it's the end around it's, it's a great piece it's kind of a you know off the radar uh it's the culture of a,
5: it's a culture of the NFL exactly it is a, a daily blog but a weekly column and
4: uh that's where the confusion
5: comes because yeah.
4: <laughs> you see the banner no 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 listen and I, I, I think that I'm
1: I just uh, feel like I just don't know Dan's work at all. So much is basically confusion it, around That's basically
4: That's unfortunate because here's, here's <laughs> what I'll tell you. Honest. Here's what I'll tell
1: you. No, it's unfortunate that you're missing
4: it because I, I will say that Dan Hanzus. No, I read Zus. all of his Dude, stuff. I'm just, doing it. Okay. All right. No, but I'm, I'm saying he's yes. probably my – you know, that's I hate that. I okay. hate when the people are so mamby-pamby about like, oh, it might be. Like, forget that. Dan Hanzus <laughs> is my favorite <laughs> NFL player. Dot-com writer. Oh, wow. Even though, and I'll say this. I mean, you're in
1: a room full of writers. I love him.
4: No disrespect to anybody else. And I love him. Yeah. Even though he's kind of veered from his clever days to his now, I hate the world phase. Oh, that's whatever. I that's still a, love him. <laughs> no. That's not true. That is exactly. wait hold on. That is exactly the truth.
5: You okay. the I, I d I I didn't know there was a team in Vegas is That was the, 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 absolutely that me being honest, low. showing my ignorance of the <laughs> NHL scene in the year twenty seventeen.
4: But the thing is, is the Raiders have been rumored to be moving to Vegas for the last two years at least. So having another professional of the major four Teams in Las Vegas should at some point have crossed
1: your radar, even just barely. Amazingly, then, we are then, about 10 minutes into this interview. and no, no. no. And we're, four we have minute, not- we're
3: four minutes <laughs> in. We did have not enough. even <laughs> mentioned <laughs> why Dan is here. We'll do
1: it. We'll,
4: we'll get there. And then you get the thing with the <laughs> shirts. Like, I didn't know NBA fans wore the same colored shirt. Like I've never walked past a sports bar. in the last <laughs> I don't think years
5: you processed that seen- properly. I then- I acknowledged that that was another end around piece that I wrote where I it was really good uh, where JJ Watt. But was I'm a fan. Booed. You can say I'm a fan. Yes, no, I love you, Adam. <clears throat> JJ Watt got booed because he was not wearing a matching shirt at the NBA arena, which now you have to do it if you're in the hundred seats, especially if you're courtside. Oh yeah. JJ thought he was getting the celebrity pass, and the jumbotron put him in his place, which was great. I wasn't Which hating. Was, it was just you're hating. Like, a hate. like <laughs> I don't know when this became
4: a thing. And then the other day he was in there. He doesn't even. He did never heard of Clayton Kershaw. Oh boy. until two days ago. Okay, and I'm, like, I'm, and not, I'm not. I'm not buying somebody, that at all. Who? I'm so, you. And I'm. I'm not buying that in the league. Indifferent least. to the to the to the Dodgers, but I, I at least know who Clayton Kershaw is. Do you Clayton know who Mike,
1: Do you know who Mike Trout is? Wait a second.
5: Clayton Kershaw is one of my favorite
1: baseball players I'm like, ever. Dan,
5: Dan Hansis
2: is a, a noted baseball fan. Yeah, I'm former former Kershaw. baseball writer once upon time. I was, a time in a I was past stretching. Life. I was trying. <laughs> <to play>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 I love. Oh, wait. Good. So you
4: think, okay, I, I, uh, Backman, uh, you think? Okay, Marcus, back. Listen, listen, listen.
3: Oh my god! Can we
1: has written a wonderful piece, as he always does. It's on his end around. You can find it on NFL.com. dot com slash end around. Right. He talked about Aaron Rodgers. NFL. I, I was just. I just want to keep trucking through. <laughs> I, I. I'm with you. But we got. Let's give Dan his pub here. NFL.com/slash/endaround. There it is. Oh man. Uh, your most recent endaround piece talked to it focused on Aaron Rodgers cutting out golf. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, one of your ten trope commandments. Yeah. Do you want to break down what that means and, and what we saw from Aaron Rodgers?
5: Yes. Well, I've been at NFL.com since 2010 and for most of those years I was working in the news department uh, where part of the job was to once this time of year rolls around is you know cranking out five or six posts a day about what's happening at OTAs (laughs) and what you start to notice as the years go by is that it's basically the same stories over and over and over again just with different names and, and the and the dateline or the timeline is updated so Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying last year he had another trope, which was I'm in the best shape of my life uh, because he was starting to follow the Tom Brady diet, cutting out a lot of different foods. Including
3: cheese in Including Wisconsin, cheese. which
5: he, feels like sacrilege. Yeah, he was working under the <laughs> what he called the 80-20 rule before last year, which means eat 80% healthy and then 20% whatever he wanted. Yep. And he eliminated that. And now this year he showed up uh, this spring and said – I now have cut out golf for the most part, which was one of his favorite activities. And that hits on article eight of the 10 Trobe commandments. (laughs) (laughs) Veteran X colon. I haven't been this healthy in years because he said that because he cut out golf, it has allowed his body and, and replaced golf with other type of workouts. It has allowed his body to feel incredible. And here's his quote. It's been fun. It's fun to be 33 and feel like I'm in the best shape I've, been in starting an off-season program, Article 8 of the 10 Trope mm-hmm. Commandments. Oh, man. You
4: Woo-hoo! know what the, the best part about it, when you see the list right here? Yeah. It actually looks like a coach's press conference, but it's like a <laughs> mad link. <laughs> like, hey, Cordero Patterson looked like he's ready to turn the corner. We're, uh, we're extremely excited. <laughs> uh, Jarek McKinnon, uh, he's a uh, – You know, by the way, Sam Bradford reminds uh, – He reminds Randy Moss yes. of a young Brett Favre. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the you could find the trope commandments again at NFL.com. slash uh, ender. Now, obviously, you write all these pieces tongue firmly in cheek, but um, in regards to Aaron Rodgers, though, what are you kind of you know projecting for for twenty seventeen?
5: I mean, he's I I buy into what he's doing. Like I, know, it is all very cliched. The things he's saying, but he's an example of what's happening in the NFL right now. People are looking at Tom Brady. And looking at how he's been able to stay Tom Brady turning 40 in August. And I think guys like Aaron Rodgers are going to directly benefit from that example. I think that could be Brady's like biggest legacy is that he got all these guys that were great players to be like, you know, once upon a time, like guys would show up with spare tires. They'd smoke in the offseason. <laughs> and then it got to a point where they were taking care of themselves. But now these guys are like, wait a second.
1: We really got go to go the next. These level. are
5: my prime earning years. I'm 33. If I really take care of myself, I could be a stud for another five to eight years. And they're making a bunch of sacrifices, and that's all following the Brady model. So basically, what you're saying is that because because Tom Brady has not had his
2: uh, you know gradual decline, slight regression, um, that basically we're going to see a generation of football players over the age of about 32 who turn essentially. From human beings into soulless football-playing robots.
5: Yeah, until they decide <laughs> it uh, is a little boring.
2: I, will I mean, say it's, that.
3: it's kind of. I it's mean, it's great for fantasy though. If we get these high high-level producers for
2: another five, six, but seven I w- years, I would think for somebody like you, Dan, and the rest of the ATN guys who have to write this, I would think you would prefer more Martellus Bennett's and fewer Tom Brady's.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, Bray. I will say Brady and the Patriots in general. As much as I despise them, as a Jets fan, they're great copy they're great to because there's always something interesting to write about even you know Gronk showing up at Sean Spicer's press conference (laughs) that is amazing they are just constantly amazing for a team that's famous for you know the Patriot way and they're not allowed to have any fun in my world the end around like 80% of the things that are worth writing about this offseason been the Patriots because there's a lot of like kind of interesting angles to them whether it's Brady or Gronk or Belichick or Edelman or, you know, any other, you know, uh, player on the team that kind of is out and about right now.
4: Garoppolo has been kind of a huge story too. This yeah. suit, by the way, at that – that White House thing was pretty impressive. Pretty on
1: point. He looks like a starting quarterback. Okay. <laughs>
4: he's ready he's got to got rock a nice and roll. He has wide, uh, lapel, uh, like sure. wide
1: peaked lapels. you okay. like, he's ready to be a starter in this state. Thing. Right. Hashtag trance because all Eastern Illinois quarterback, quarterbacks can dress well.
3: Right. Yeah, the numbers. Uh, right, Dan, up. I have a question for yes. you. Of these tropes, obviously you had to sift through a lot to compile sure. the full commandments. What is your favorite to to see pop up in the in the headlines or what one makes you makes you chuckle the most or or crack the knuckles before you start uh, writing the post? Well, the
5: one that makes me roll my eyes the most is always draft buck bust X looks like he's ready to turn the corner. I love that one uh, <laughs> because and just because re- I wrote about the tropes last year uh, as well, and I found an article where I had cited some examples and Hugh Jackson this time last year said that. Justin Gilbert looks sensational oh, and no. was ready to finally <laughs> earn his stripes in Cleveland. Oh, no. Uh, and then the other one, this one is kind of more a sad one, but it's it just the pa- the fact that it pops up with such frequency – uh, player X, I'm better now than I was before devastating lower body injury. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm just we're waiting for Adrian Peterson to drop that, right?
5: Yeah, it, that's coming. And you know, Jamal Charles. And Hunter Jamal Cruz, Charles uh, was maybe the <laughs> the patron saint of uh, Article Nine. Yes, uh, but that one is always out there, and I I, I quite enjoy it.
1: That's great. Uh, By the way, you you talk about these guys becoming soulless football. It's not like Aaron Rodgers is boring this offseason. I mean, the guy's doing workouts with Nick Jonas Uh, in West Hollywood. I mean, there's there's plenty to write about here. He got dumped. That was
4: his most impressive feat. Oh. It was the biggest thing he did this season. <laughs> oh, is that season. is
5: that the theory? Is that been reported that not? he got dumped? Oh, yeah. Let's be real. Oh, he got dumped. I didn't By Olivia Munn, yeah. Oh, oh, I know Munn, but I didn't know that. I thought it was a mutual scenario. Oh, a, really? con- a conscious uncoupling, if you
1: will. It's Perhaps. The- mayhaps that is the case. But uh, well, co- what, this is what my wife tells me, and I don't know. <laughs> but my wife says Olivia Munn broke up with Aaron Rodgers. I, I buy it. Okay. All right.
3: Wow, what wow. an April what an April episode here diving into the
4: microphone. <laughs> I just we're
1: just talking about stories. You know what actually um, <laughs> and I, I could to... be totally wrong on that. I have no idea. In I don't if... I don't read us weekly, but my wife does religiously. <laughs> so I don't know. I um, believe it all. All right. Uh, uh
4: we do uh Dan Hans Us. Yes. Is That's okay. the, the, foremost, old the, the old Zusser the old Zusser, the foremost authority. <laughs> On the Hard Knocks franchise, uh-huh. yes, we have a new uh, we have a new team, Tampa Bay. Let's go! Let's break it down. Yeah, what do you think? Like, uh, let's be honest. Last year with the L.A. Rams, a little bit not great. I'll be not completely not
3: honest with you guys. Didn't even finish it.
5: It not was great. it was among the worst seasons. It was a chore, um, and you know the Bucks. To me, it's a lot of promise, and I wrote about this. This is my. Um, most recent column that, that just went up. It's on NFL.com's homepage right now if you want to check it out. All right. And I wrote about the reasons why to be excited about the Bucks. Number one, Jameis Winston. It's kind of catnip for Hard Knocks producers when they have a quarterback that's kind of young and charismatic. And, and Winston, as an Im- imperfect person as he is, as we know uh, for some of his past and also – uh, as recently as some of the poor advice he gave to the youth of America. Uh, not a perfect person, but all the... No filter. Yeah, the warts and all make him a really compelling subject oh, for yeah. this type of documentary. Oh, yeah. Far better than Jared Goff last year. Where Would you
4: call it the bro effect or something like that?
5: Well, I I just remember Goff, like, they were really, you know, like you know, grasping at straws. They had him just hanging out with his bro on a rec- matching recliners, mm-hmm. watching TV. He's like, Winston's going to be a lot more interesting. You got... Uh, I'm not excited about Mike Smith being back on Hard Knocks. He <laughs> was on the Rams season in 2014. T- is it Tivas? How do
4: you say it? That was I, I never
5: knew. Tevas? I, I called him Tevas. Hmm. That's just me. Tevas are back. Uh, but it'll be interesting how the Doug Martin situation plays out. I mean, you want to talk about a fantasy stud who killed people last year. Yeah. When yeah. was he drafted in a lot of drafts last year? Second round. My God! Yeah, can you even imagine being stuck with Doug Martin? Uh, and, but one
4: of the, there's also a possibility they could end up with somebody like Dalvin Cook. It's true, which could make that thing really spicy.
1: Yeah, and he, Deshaun Jackson.
5: And Martin's Ooh. making some money, so it's like he could he could get cut, and that's a to see a star player get cut is is pretty juicy. And then I love I love the kicker fight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> about this. You think I'm a hater? No, no, Adam. <laughs> I love, listen,
4: I, I brought up one of your positive columns.
5: Yeah, Roberto Aguayo. One of the few. Uh, one of the <laughs> great bust potentially, of all time. Now having to fight for his job and his dignity against a very accomplished veteran in Nick Folk who got 750000 guaranteed to sign with the Bucks. So this is oh, not man. a farce. This is an actual battle
1: Arguello's with
5: done. Aguayo's um, uh, reputation at stake. He's done. Jason Light. He was the man that traded up to get Aguayo, so he might have to be on camera when they decide they have to cut loose the (laughs) second round pick in year two that was a kicker. It's a legitimately great storyline, and I trust uh, Hard Knocks uh, producers to get this right. Ooh, how about if they go? That's a lot of
1: fun. How about if they go off the board and they keep both kickers?
5: Oh, God, please no. Let's go off the board. (laughs) That is off the board. Kicker committee. (laughs)
1: Kicker committee. We're going to go with the hot foot. Yeah. Oh, that's it.
5: getting the the most, most of your draft pick, for sure. All right, all, all right.
3: right. well, should we let Dan get yes. back to it? I mean, he's got for Gronk sure. popping up in the White House press briefings and other things to document, I'm he sure, does, if indeed. he hasn't sure. already. The great.
5: A little tease for the Around the NFL podcast. Please.
2: All right, see you later. Actually, I've heard, but continue. This is big yeah, news. Yes, so we are going to have again. the
5: Carr brothers on today's show to work out. Derek Carr blocked me on uh, Twitter. Wait, wait. a minute. you have both brothers on the show? And David's going to try to work out a piece.
4: Oh my, Derek. God. Why did why Derek, Derek Carr, Carr block, block you? That's, that's part of
5: that's the what issue. we're gonna find out. Hey, listen, okay. you have to that's a tease. If you not know. That's a, te- that's a tease.
4: Can we at least? We should. Do, I'm now convinced. Now more than ever, I'm gonna have was, you back. I think, he, have, I
2: think if he knew, they wouldn't have
5: the Car Brothers on to, to talk it. out. I have no idea. You have I, no idea. Greg <laughs> Rosenthal was also blocked. I've been I've been we blocked by
4: famous people, like outside of here, humble brag, inside and? of here, yeah. And I always want to know what the trigger was. Like that's this is. I bet
2: he doesn't remember. Maybe it doesn't. Is this a podcast series as well? Should this we just p- people who blocked me on Twitter? Right. <laughs> I had a great discussion. Famous
1: people who have blocked me on Twitter, and let's figure this out. One
4: of them we might be able to get a hold of. Maybe. Same names.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
3: Perhaps. That's a, that's a tease, too.
5: Yeah, and one last note. of the two. Yes. I'll say
4: one of the. I've already. Resp- I've already said one of them's Bill Simmons. <laughs> okay. He's blocked you. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he's a Boston guy, and the
1: Lakers and Celtics
4: are in uh, a final uh, not too and long Adam ago.
1: And Adam Rank has admitted to to drunk tweeting. <laughs> At Bill Simmons. Oh. I probably, listen. Twitter, here's
4: what I said. 2009 Twitter started. The Celtics and Lakers played in the playoffs. The Angels swept the Red Sox. I'm like, it's it's probably pretty easy to pinpoint the
5: area of where wow, I drew the line. It's a prominent block right there. All right, that's good. And I just need to relay this please, yeah. from my podcast that I got a text from Mark Sessler not eight minutes ago. Uh-huh. Tell the Fantasy Podcast that they are on Fantasy Corner's radar. <laughs> Mark, who is on our Fantasy <laughs> Corner on our show. One of my
2: favorite you know segments. I have gotten some deep knowledge from the Fantasy Corner.
5: <laughs> and I think it, it directly ties back to, Alex, what you were wondering about before we started taping. Yes. Yes. That now that every other member of the, around the <clears throat> NFL Podcast has been on the show... <laughs> Don't, you don't want to get on <laughs> Sessler's radar. That's I all know.
1: I love Mark Sessler. It's a dangerous place. I to be love
5: at. Mark Sessler. Go get oh, him right now. Man. Oh man,
3: we'll We're get on. him. We'll get him soon. We'll oh, have him soon. All right. Well, let's let okay. Dan get out of here. Dan, thanks. Dan, for thanks for, thanks for having us. me, boy. Kansas,
1: fun times from the around the NFL live. The around the NFL podcast. I'm, I'm so used to saying our own podcast. Dan, we appreciate it, man. All right, here we go uh, again. Find his work at nfl.com/slash and around,
3: and download the around the NFL podcast. It's the flagship podcast from uh, NFL f- Media.
1: <clears throat> Wait,
3: is it really? I uh, See, now we're going to hear from Damashek about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's just let's go look at those numbers. Look <laughs> at the numbers. Do <laughs> <are the> <laughs> we have the numbers? ATN crushes everything else. Like, legitimately, I think you could add up every other podcast and ATN beats it.
4: Boom. Who's number two? Uh,
3: I think that would be us. I believe that's us. Nah, I... In season,
2: it's definitely us right now. I think <laughs> I
3: think Damashek might be be beating us a little bit, and this is Move the Stick season too. So I feel like true. We
2: sh- I feel like we should start a beef with another podcast around here to see if it will boost our numbers. I feel like the and they'll just kick us back <laughs> under the cor- under the, into the cupboard. I feel like the ATN Move the Sticks beef has done uh, a lot for both of those podcasts. That's true. It's like an old hip hop move, right? Yeah, exactly. Create we a little
4: beef. We'll do Marshall and Michael, <laughs>
2: the coaches
3: show.
1: Should we? All right, should we get back to the rest of the show? All right, let's do it. All right, let's get back to a little bit more fan. Uh, you know, and, and Alex Kelhar, I'd love to pick your brain on this. You know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, I guess, for a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> anytime. Uh, I brought him on to talk about Aaron Rodgers, and we talked about Aaron Rodgers for what, all 30 seconds?
3: Yeah, we pretty much talked about everything else. Other than,
1: I think we talked about Clayton Kershaw more than we talked about Aaron Rodgers there. The
3: pronunciation, everything. But, anyways, your question about Aaron Rodgers: <laughs>
1: uh, Can we fully anticipate him to be the clear-cut quarterback one in fantasy draft?
3: I don't think there's any question. I mean, aside from the one anomaly year in 2014, Rodgers has finished first or second in fantasy points every year. He's been a starter and right. has not been injured.
1: Another four thousand and forty touchdowns. Lock why, it up.
3: Why not? There you I go. I mean, it's it, he's he has both. I think the combination of the highest ceiling. Of the uh, quarterbacks out there and the safest floor. Like, even bad Aaron Rodgers, like his catastrophic year, he finishes the quarterback eight, quarterback six,
1: I think. Yeah, 20, quarterback six or 2014. seven. Yeah, exactly. So yeah.
3: I, there's there's no question to me. He should be the number one quarterback taken. He offers you stuff with the legs, and he's got the best the best arm and one of the best receiving cores in the league.
1: All right, there you go. We'll stay with you, Alex Gailhard. You wrote a great piece. You and Marcus Grant oh, thank uh, you. wrote a great piece here. Dream fantasy fits. We'll start at the running back position. Um, you talked about Leonard Fournette going to Oakland as a dream fit. Why? Correct.
3: Well, this is this is dream fit. This is not steeped in reality. And when you look at what Oakland did last year, and Latavius Murray barely averaged four yards a carry, still had I think twelve total touchdowns. <clears throat> Behind that offensive line that can move heaven and earth, yeah. if you put a back like Leonard Fournette in there, I think he he could have a ton of success, both in all the goal line scoring opportunities that offense would afford him with the uh, the talented playmakers around him, and just in the space that that offensive line could create. It seems like a dream fit. Murray did pretty well in there as kind of a size-speed combo. Fournette's a better size-speed combo. He can still catch passes. Some people worry that Fournette wouldn't be able to run out of the gun as much, but he ran out of the gun a a few amount of times and did quite well with it in college as well. Plus, I think people are forgetting that Oakland ran so much more out of the gun last year because of Derek Carr's pinky injury.
1: That's true. Uh, You know, you talk about it not being steeped in reality. I'm not saying that he will fall to 24, this and that's where Oakland picks.
3: There's like zero percent chance.
1: He no, that's not zero. No, it's not zero. percent There's talk he uh, he could fall out of the first. One. It's it's really not a zero percent chance. Maybe because mean that, maybe I, that I,
2: talk is what I saw in James Coe's timeline.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it was. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, look, Jacksonville right now. Jacksonville is is you know uh, a lot of our NFL.com guys have, have slated Leonard Fournette to go to Jacksonville at four. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent convinced that that's actually yeah, the everybody. Move. You if
4: you go and look at other mock drafts because it seems like our main guys, and I'm on the Mock Draft Live show. Like, yeah. everybody, the top four was the
1: exact same. And I'm like, it can't be this way. I agree. It's not this easy. And and, and I don't know. I, I'm not totally convinced Jacksonville is looking at running back in the top four spots, not with all the defensive um, studs that are, that are going to be available. And then Carolina at eight, I think, is also a good fit for Leonard Fournette. But they need some secondary help. I think there's going to be a, a decent secondary player there uh, at eight. If he falls out of eight, then it just starts getting – Crazy interesting, right? Like at fifteen, are the Colts gonna go running back?
3: I mean, they they could. They could. They, they they could. Not. I mean the Bengals, the Bengals could use a running back. I doubt uh, they take they're not gonna see, take one in the first round. Exactly.
1: Now, exactly right. And then and then and then what's left? Tampa Bay, I don't think he's a scheme fit there for Derek Cutter. I think they go Dalvin Cook if he's available, which I think he will be. I don't think him falling to twenty four is, is out of the realm of possibility, by the way. I read that and and I know you were kind of, you know, hedging your bets a little bit, but man, I, I'm I think he could actually fall. To Oakland. Not saying that it's likely to happen, but it's definitely within the realm possibility. I'll say that. Uh you also talked about Christian McCaffrey possibly going to the aforementioned Indianapolis Colts. That'd be a, a wonderful fit.
3: That works on so many levels. Uh this team desperately needs a running back. I mean, they were giving a ton of carries to Robert Turbin last year, who is already getting off season hype about having a bigger workload. Oh no. Not buying it, it's total smoke screen. Yep. The ageless Frank Gore is there, but, man, he's coming off of a 301-touch season, and he turns turns 34 in May. So they need help, and McCaffrey could come in, and Luck has really never had a super dynamic pass-catching back like McCaffrey would provide him. I mean, he had, like, Vic Ballard for a hot minute there, and... But he was never. And Ballard know, was effective too. Ballard was effective. He he was a decent fantasy back there. So you put McCaffrey in eight games on the fast track at Lucas Oil Stadium. Watch out in a in a high flying fast offense with the likes of T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief on the outside, and yeah. Andrew Luck under center. This guy this guy could be just a yardage monster.
1: I agree. I agree. If he if McCaffrey goes to Indianapolis, watch out. I mean, like a like watch a, out like a sixteen hundred total yard. Floor. Right. Like that's what I'm saying. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, you've also said Joe Mixon to Green Bay. We, we didn't talk about where he would go, uh, what round he would go, but uh, why Mixon to Green Bay?
3: I, well, I think he, Mixon, as Marcus mentioned, is one of the most complete and talented backs in this uh, class. He's got amazing hands. He can run out of the backfield. He's He's got power. He's got speed. He's got patience and vision coming through the line. And that's what Green Bay needs right now is a complete back. I, I love Ty Montgomery, and he showed he can run between the tackles effectively. Yep. But I mean, he's a converted wide receiver, and he's he's yoked. He's got he's you know he's a pretty big guy for his size. But sure. Mixon would just be the total package. I mean, he'd be the best parts of Eddie Lacy and the best parts of Ty Montgomery kind of combined into one.
1: All right, so there you go. And then you say Dante Foreman to Carolina, the big uh, the big bruising back out of Texas going to Carolina, which I think is a great fit, too.
3: Right. This is assuming that they don't draft, uh, target the position earlier. Yeah. But if they want to wait and get a, a good compliment to Jonathan Stewart, I know I mentioned this, and Harmon's not a big fan of Foreman. And he's like, Com- I don't want this because compliment. He's like, well, he's like
1: – There this- ain't going to be no compliment. He's going to replace him, man. Well,
3: for, now, for now, he'll okay. replace him down the line. Okay. But they've – re-signed Stewart on a cap-friendly con extension for like one more year. So they come in but uh Foreman works really well. I mean, he ran through a lot of wide open space in that Texas offense and some of the some of the runs that they'd use in Carolina, especially the zone read plays could give him the open spaces to really get going and punish defenders in the second level cuz he's a great A great size speed combo.
1: You know, and and also around the goal line, they won't have to go to Cam. We saw them shy away from giving Cam Newton goal line carries, right? This guy would be perfect for that.
3: They've actually – I tweeted this out. I'm going to see if I can't find it real quick. It was a little while ago. But they've been leaning away from using Cam as often at the goal line for a few years now. Um, they've been giving more and more carries to Jonathan Stewart, if I can continue to To solid. mixed results? I'm no, assuming. to solid results. Like, Stewart's been, been doing well uh, in those opportunities. But, all right, I can't find – oh, here it is. So, uh, yeah, over the last three years, Stewart has had uh, 30 rush attempts inside the 5 to 20 for Cam.
1: And what was the conversion rate for for Jets? I don't have that on hand.
3: Those were just the numbers. But Stewart, you've seen his touchdown totals go up in recent years as well. All right,
1: so there you go. We'll we'll switch over to the wide receiver position now. Again, dream fantasy fits for wide receiver prospects. Uh, Marcus Grant wrote this one. You you wrote that Mike Williams, the talented uh, wide receiver from Clemson, Going
2: to Seattle would be a good fit. Why? Absolutely, they are looking for I think a big body, athletic guy who can play on the outside and be. they have been searching for them. this dude forever. Forever, you know, and you know Jermaine Curse has been okay. He's passable out there. I know they really he, hope though? that you know, uh, yeah. you know he's made some big catches in All big right. games. Uh, you know, I know they're hoping that somebody like Paul Richardson could step up and really fill that role. But Mike Williams, I think, is the, a, a nice compliment. To put him on the outside with Doug Baldwin working in the slot being productive, right? Um, You know, and you know, I don't know if he's a jump ball specialist, but Williams. Is very good at going up and high pointing the football, which means he could be a nice guy downfield. Uh, you know, especially in those Russell Wilson scramble drills. You know, you get Russ running around there, you get Mike Williams kind of breaking loose and making plays down the field. I think it's an interesting uh, pairing. There.
1: I think it's I think it's good, especially because the way Clemson threw the ball too. Deshaun Watson obviously had a lot of timing routes, but he did break huddle um, and break the the pocket quite a bit and had to search for a guy. I think Mike Williams has a little bit of experience in that scramble drill too, so I I, I like that fit um, a lot. How about Corey Davis to Baltimore? Why why that fit? Uh
2: the the Ravens, you know, just looking at that that offense, there's nothing about it that is exciting. Um Corey Davis, Davis is super <laughs> exciting. He's, he's super exciting. He's exciting with the football in his hands. He's a guy who can be downfield. And that adds a little bit more speed to this group. To have he and Mike Wallace together is kind of a one-two punch. It's more interesting. I think it's sure. really, really interesting. You've got a quarterback in Joe Flacco with a big arm who likes to go down the field. Corey Davis, I think, can be a more dynamic version of what they had hoped to get. Out of Torrey Smith, I know Brashad Perriman is still hanging around there and, yeah. uh, you know, talking tropes with uh, with Dan Hanses. Uh He's one of the, uh, what, the player X who's going to break out potentially, you know. <laughs> uh, I, feel like, I feel like Brashad Perriman fits into he's one of gonna those be, tropes. He's going to be, okay, all right. Um, it's true. But in the meantime, I think, you know, having Davis and Wallace, who played pretty well last year as your top two pa- ha- uh, pass catchers coming yeah. into the season – um, make that offense a little bit more dynamic than it looks right now on paper.
1: The bottom line is it's never a bad thing to give Joe Flacco more deep targets, right? I mean, Not at all. I mean, he's one of the best deep ball guys in the league. Uh, to give him more options there, wherever it comes from, I think is probably a, a pretty damn good idea. Uh, you said John Ross to Tennessee would be a good fit. I, I think that makes too much sense. They just need more
2: speed. Yeah, They need more speed in that wide receiving core. Um, you know, we've saw some. we seen some good things from some of the guys there, Rashard Matthews, I mean, yep. every now and then, Kim Kendall Wright would rise up and make a couple of plays, but they just flat out need speed. Um, and, you know, John Ross does a lot of things, but if there's one thing you know about him, it is that he is fast. Go, route. He is fast. So uh, putting him there, putting him with Mariota, who went downfield quite a bit last year. was that When I looked at the numbers, it surprised me how, how often Mariota went downfield. So mm-hmm. putting him with John Ross I think would be a nice group. All right, and then Cooper Cup to Chicago. Um, Cooper Cup is not. He was a guy that obviously was a a Senior Bowl darling, and yep. he got some early hype, and then oh he went to the combine. Oh boy! And, uh, I think he ran a, a five nine. Yeah, what,
1: what did he run? Yeah. A six seven? Did you stop, Cooper uh, Cup stop
3: He's still him. running, is he not? <laughs> it, it was. It <laughs> He's
1: was still trying to finish the forty.
2: It was ungood. it. <laughs> <laughs> it was ungood. I think so, he ran a
1: four eight five. By the way,
2: um, you know, and and Matt Harmon has referred to him. I think. Fairly as kind of a big slot receiver, sort of in the mold of Jordan Matthews, and I think you know, for a team that's sort of rebuilding its wide receiving core, trying to build it around Cameron Meredith, um, you know, look, they have been foisting Eddie Royal upon us as a slot receiver option for a few years now. And uh, oh, he's
4: gonna get cut now that Jay's gone.
2: Yeah, probably. And we're not, we're not, we haven't been buying it. We haven't been biting on that fantasy wise. Nope. I think Cooper Cup can slide in there. Dude's got great hands. I mean, yeah. Know, say what you want about his speed. Dude's got phenomenal hands. To put him there as kind of a safety net underneath for uh, Mike Glennon, I think would be would be pretty good. Adam Rank, your
1: your reaction if they did take Cooper Cup somewhere in round, you know, uh, three or four or five? No, it's a
4: good spot for him. I really hope that they're going to continue to address the defensive side of the football for
1: them. They need some uh, help there, man. They,
4: they were pretty decent last year. They weren't bad. They weren't as bad off. I think they have some young guys developing. Uh, a lot, a lot of it's going to have uh, is a lot of it's going to be dependent on what the 49ers do at number two. Okay, I think Jamal Adams seems like a pretty good idea for them. Sure, I know Lattimore's been connected with them as well, and of course some of the interior linemen. Uh, so there's there's a whole hodgepodge of guys, and there's I feel like they could go defensive line like right off the bat because. There's going to be safety help later right. on in the draft, depending on who falls and who rises.
1: But if Cooper Cup goes to Chicago, does he pair well with Cameron? Ramsey? I guess, yeah, we wanted to talk
4: about uh, the offensive guys, so that that's what matters. Um, I do like it, yeah. I know um, I've been defending Cooper Cup for a long time now, ever since he emerged from the, from the Senior Bowl. Because, again, yeah. I would rather take what I saw him doing in a game as opposed to what he was doing in his underwear. Like, it just – to me, it's like he's a good football player. Like, yeah, the the Bears need some fine football players, and I think that, you know, he just—if you want
1: to use the phrase "slow-footed white guy," I go. I think that uh, sometimes those dudes pay off. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Uh, and finally, Chris Godwin, uh, the Penn State wide receiver, was really making a lot of noise here. Uh, you say is a good fit for Cleveland.
2: Yeah, I think you know. Building a young wide receiving core there with Corey Coleman and Chris Godwin uh, on the outsides could be really, really interesting there. I mean, they still have to figure out their quarterback situation, and I think that's going to have a big impact on it. But, um, you know, I I think Godwin is one of those sneaky plays that uh, you'll get him second day probably sometime and could really step in and produce right away. Uh, he's another one who I know has become a favorite of uh, our reception perception. So, friend.
1: of those five guys there, who what's the most, you know, you talk about dream fantasy fits. What What is a realistic fit? Uh, which one of these teams could really land these guys that, that you're talking about?
2: Uh, I think the most realistic is probably John Ross to Tennessee. Yeah. I think that's the one that, that everybody's looking at. That that could be a Thursday night sort of thing for those two teams.
1: All right. I like it. All right. Let's close out your show, as we always do, with around daily daps. Extra,
5: extra, read all about it. This is day.
1: Up, daps about, daps. All right, daily dap time. We'll start with MG, my guy,
2: Marcus Grant. What you got? Uh, you know what? Daily daps to uh, the new Kendrick Lamar album. Oh my god! Damn. Damn. <laughs> hey, like,
3: that's the name of the album. Uh, it is. is. That's not just them comments. Well, no, it, it is both
2: the name and the review. Yes, for real. Damn, it's good. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I had basically was spinning that all weekend as I was, you know, going around the. Los Angeles. I think Humble area. is
1: my is, is probably the best hip hop single that has come out over the last in at least 2 years.
2: Wow, that's a big statement. It what? is that is and the it's, video it's, is it's so a, good. It's a, it's a fine song. Um but yeah, the the album is is there were there was Speculation, rumor, and innuendo that maybe he would come out with a, another one too, like in short order. As, oh, really? As a companion piece, but you know, that's it's it's an internet hip hop. You know how those are. Yes. So uh, you know, I'm, I don't know how much stock you want to put into that, but either way, uh, it is on, it's on Spotify. But go buy it. Um, just this is my plea that if you if you find something or someone who creates something that you enjoy, like pay for it because that's how they. That's how they afford to create more things that you enjoy. I, yeah, but... And I, and I, look, I... You're fine. I get it. Yeah. I understand, yes. It's great to get things for free or close to free. No,
1: no. I, but, well, uh, what I was going to say, though, Marcus, was that these artists actually, I think they care less about the CD sales. It's more That's more for their ego. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a platinum-selling artist. They make their money off a of concert. So I was going to say, if you like Kendrick, go to a Kendrick go see, concert. Go see him live. He's
2: at Coachella this weekend. You can go see him All
1: there. right. There you go. Boom. I like it. Alex Gelhart, what you got? Uh I want to give a daily tap to uh
3: the memory of Pat Tillman/the slash the Pat Tillman Foundation cuz okay. I'm running for the first time uh the Pat Tillman Pat Tillman's run, Pat's run. Oh, it's cool. a 4.2 mile run. So it's a little longer than 5K cuz used to wear 42 and the proceeds go to his foundation and do a lot of things like that. But he's just a really cool figure in NFL history, Is especially he not? especially Man. for especially for younger fans who might not have Watched him play. Like I remember, I was a big fan of the NFL when Pat was on the field, and then the big story of him going to serve and yeah. you know passing away in service for America. And there have been a lot of great features and stories and other things done about him. I know Adam, you're a you're a big big fan of everything of his legacy and his work as well. But my,
4: my top pinned tweet is, is it's, about Pat Tillman. Is it
3: still about Pat Tillman, or did you just switch it?
4: No, it's still it's, it's still it's there. It's your round.
3: Yeah. Uh, but it's awesome, and the run, uh, the like the proceeds go to charity. Like I said, you can donate extra. I think the NFL helped organize to try and get more people there, so I'm going to go down to Hermosa Beach on Saturday morning and run for it. But I nice. just uh, encourage all of you to read more about it. You can, uh, PatTillmanFoundation.org. I think I'm assuming most of the runs are already booked up, yeah. but there are a bunch around the country. Um, Chicago, Madison, Indianapolis, Houston, you know, Denver, Minneapolis. So check your city. Uh, PatTillmanFoundation.org has all that info. But – Daily Daps to Pat, all he did for the NFL, our uh, our country, and the the legacy that he's still still building. There you go, I love it. All right, I'm I've gonna done give... that
4: Hermosa one. I want to do. I want to go out to Tempe and, and do the, the actual, do the, one. the big yep. one
3: at some point. Makes sense. I love like it. You finish on the forty-two yard line at Sun Devil Stadium. Oh, is that
4: right? Yeah. Oh, that's
3: cool. It's pretty cool.
4: All right, I, like I should it. just let's plan on that for next year. Let's you and I right now. Just decide. He's talking to Alex Keller. He's definitely yeah. not talking
1: now, to me. all of the listeners. <laughs> all the listeners. Let me tell you something.
4: Because the NFL, we used to do something here. I,
3: like they used to organize it for us, and now I'm super lazy. Cause well, it's we like- got an email about it. That's why I'm doing the one in Hermosa, because it reminded me about it. Was it an NFL? I got an NFL email at some point about it.
4: Yeah, because they used to just hook it up and be like, yeah, if you guys just sign up, you can come down and do it. Okay. I might just do it anyways. Yeah. Like, who cares?
3: Right. Just show up down. Just uh, show up and
4: start running. Like, Who cares? Who's going to stop? Get out of here. Who's <laughs> going to
1: stop you? Stop running down the street. So what? <laughs> I don't have an official bib. I'm still running. I'm <laughs> not going to have the shirt. i <laughs> be less embarrassed. <laughs> I like it. Um, I will give a daily dap out to uh, Memphis head coach, Memphis Grizzlies head coach, uh, David Fisdale, who gave one of the more epic coaching post-game rants of all time. Uh, one Wait, of the Recently? Yeah.
3: I'm, I've totally met. I'm not following. I usually tune in the NBA playoffs, like, second
1: round. I got you. I got you. This coaching rant, oh, man, this postgame rant by Fizdale is classic.
2: Take that for data has become the new meme.
1: That's that's me. the new one. So he closes out his interview or his uh, his postgame interview with uh, take that for for data. Um, but the one I personally enjoy the most was he him telling the the um, the, the universe that, yes, he is, you know, a younger coach. Compared to Greg Popovich on the other sideline. But, but the referees, they ain't gonna rook us.
2: <laughs> they right, ain't gonna, gonna rook us. As
3: soon as I'm done, we're done with this podcast, I'm
1: listening to this rant. Oh man, the David Fisdale rant. So uh definitely, definitely uh daps to him. Undaps to I'm trying to grow a Clippers playoff beard. Are you? This is seven days in. Oh my Shut god. Shut up. This is seven okay. days
2: in. I, so it, it, for it's not it's working. Podcast, it, uh, it's very much stubble, um, and it's, I say that as someone who, working. who can't grow facial hair. That dude, you you can't grow <laughs> facial. Hair. Yeah, it makes me feel better about my beard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the reaction. That's uh, pretty. It's like uh, I'm I'm growing out a Clippers playoff beard. Oh, are you? That's pretty are are that's pretty. It just looks like your face is dirty. That's pretty that's being the, the incredulous right. pitch raise at the mm-hmm. end of the question. yeah exactly
4: so
3: undaps to that
4: we only have to work on it for another week or so. Oh,
3: oh come on oh. bro oh. come on rank how dare
4: you do that to clip Cli
1: <laughs> Clip County. <laughs> Clip oh. Municipality, uh. and you know you get the you get some you get some comped Lakers socks, and all of a sudden the, the clip annex. Jeez, uh, all right, rank. Will it's you like just that. It's like that part daily... of town. Is that
4: a city? I don't court, know. That's it's, been, it's been incorporated. Undapped uh. <laughs> to Adam Rank. Uh, Adam Rank, will you close out the show? So bro? rude. Uh this is uh, surprising to some people because I had this conversation with Lance Zerline yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a I was born in Chicago. I was not raised there. Yes. The Bears are the only team from the second city where I raised the flag from, although I am a big CM Punk fan. Um, but I do want to give dabs to the Chicago Bulls for going up 2-0. <laughs> Hell yeah. Celtics. I don't know
1: what's going to happen. Hell yeah. I don't know if that's going to play out or what's going to happen. You could, ask, uh, you could legitimately ask Matt Tanton, who is a producer uh, for NFL Network as well. I was telling him before the playoffs started, I was like, don't be surprised if the Bulls pull this upset. And he's like, nah, they're not that good. I'm like, bro, it is a matchup freaking nightmare. Who
3: are they playing right now? Boston. Boston. Boston.
1: The one seed. They're the one seed. Chicago's wow. the eight seed. It's the first time since 1993 well, an eight seed has gone up 2-0 you know why? on it's a cause, one seed. It's because the Bulls right
3: now are Marquette South. They got Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Bucket. Hey, there you go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there
1: it
4: is. I love it. All right, what else you got? Noah Syndergaard. He's very funny on Twitter. Is he? Yeah, I've actually um, – just started following him, but he's amusing and he had a nice one uh today because uh they, the Astros mascot pulled a little prank on Mike Trout and uh Syndergaard had a fun response to it. So go look that up, go follow him. He's pretty fun. Oh, you know what? And uh the fantasy hipsters yes. now have their own uh their own handle. Yes. Oh they do. They have their own Twitter, Twitter. account. Oh they do. They so daps to them. If you haven't What's found the Twitter yet? account?
2: Fantasy it hipsters. It is at, oh. fantasy hipsters.
4: Oh. at Fantasy Hipsters. At Fantasy Hipsters, Find that out. I would like to give some daps to Star Wars Rebels. I have finally made it through the end of Season 3. I've caught up on everything. Okay. Uh, Very nice conclusion as they're heading into Season 4, which is going to be their final one. There's only three Um, seasons of that, huh? There's just three seasons, and they're limited with how much time they have, like Rogue One. They're going to shoot past a little bit, past Rogue One, I think. Well, because the Ghost is in Rogue One. I'm not giving away any spoilers. Ghost is in Rogue One, so... They at least make it that that ship makes it that far, and it's really good. And it's one of those things. I know this bot. This it kind of bothers me too because I know somebody who's a purported Star, Star Wars, Wars fan? fan. Okay. And I was talking about some of the characters, and they're like, mm. "Who is that?" Mm. And I said, "Ahsoka Tano. Everybody knows who this. She's the main protagonist in Rebels from Clone Wars." From Clone oh, Wars, Clone yes. Wars. Uh, Ezra Bridger and Sabine Ran are the. I see. Two main characters. There's five, but they're the two main ones. Uh and that and then they're no oh, well that's I don't get into that so I'm like, that's okay. Then don't say that you're a huge Star Wars fan. Because okay. it's the same thing right. that if you showed up to a, a Super Bowl party yeah. and you're like, I'm the hugest hugest Patriots fan. You're like, hey, what do you think about Danny Amendola? You're like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I only watch the Super Bowl. That's all that's the only thing. That's kind, all the thing that matters. The only thing and that's how okay. I feel about the movie only people. Okay. Uh for Star Wars and, and, and Speaking of that, the yeah. Star Wars trailer, yes, pretty good. The Last Jedi, pretty good. Pretty gosh darn amazing. Not giving away too much, giving you enough teaser. to really bring oh, you in. The thought of the, Jeez. the thought of the Last Jedi, and again, like when he's when Luke Skywalker is talking about it's time for the Jedi to end. There's two possible ways that could mean. Like he could mean it how we all think. Like mm. I want the Jedi to go away because there are elements of uh, Star Wars Rebels, and even when you go back and you watch Rogue One, because Chirrut is. Force-sensitive. Like, he obviously uses the Force, but he's not a Jedi. And there is some movement where people are tuned into the Force but are neither a Sith nor a Jedi. Okay. There is a part in the middle. So we could be moving something towards that, and maybe Luke's coming to that realization. Or most likely it's Luke telling Ray, like, dude, I'm not going to train you. The Jedi need to go away. And that's why I'm on this island, and I don't know why you found me here.
3: Or they just cut it off, and he has a nice long... Pregnant pause there, and it says, I need to end this, like, crap. over this war. <laughs> and then he pulls out his lightsaber and it's like, let's go, Ray, and they charge off.
1: I like that. Okay, just so just there's, three. That's, that's well, there's three. Well, not, well, that's... I watched
3: too much Fast and Furious recently, so oh, that's.
4: Oh, no, that's a legitimate, that's a legitimate. So there is three possible outcomes right there. All right. I like uh, and finally, Serena Williams. Yes. Daps to you. Why? 20 weeks pregnant. Oh. She won the Australian Open two Wh- months ago.
3: Whilst Preggers. Whilst Preggers.
4: While pregnant. It's pretty good. The greatest accomplishment of all until I although I, I do imagine the Patriots right now huddling together uh-huh. telling Tom Brady, like, you gotta get pregnant. <laughs> like, you we've got to add on to this. We can't let Serena take this because she's with the you can't talk, like it's really and the thing and I always think about this too is I I, I think about that child. The, the Serena child. We don't know the sex of it yet. Okay. But at some point, that child is, is going to come downstairs. Who's the
2: dad? Do we know? Uh, uh, is she, he famous? She was recently engaged, so presumably. No, yeah, I know, but I'm saying is there. the guy famous? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Since we uh, can't remember his okay, name, so that probably no. bodes. It's course, not no. me. I don't think. Okay. <laughs> All right, good.
1: Um, but that child. Yes. So imagine
4: any time that child comes down not feeling well. It's like, ah Mom, I don't know if I can go to school today. I'm not. i <laughs> little bit of to <laughs> She's going to be like, you know what? It's funny because when I was pregnant with you, I had a little bit of stomach ache too. But you know what I did? I went out and won the GD want- Australian <laughs> Open, okay? You're going to school. <laughs> the kid's like,
3: I'll
4: go get my stuff.
3: Goes but I think, To your other point with that rank, do you think Tom Brady is at home downloading Junior on iTunes to watch it as research? <laughs> oh, yeah,
4: 100%. He's like, we can do in vitro, right? I mean, I guess I could <laughs> I like, carry a baby. Just for a couple of months, at least for a game? Sure. I think the Patriots Just are one looking game into that right Just now. Just one no, game. Got to raise the ball. Oh, know. God. God. She's raised because the- the- to me, I always do that thing. Whenever anybody is talking about who's better, Magic or Michael Jordan, okay. I always point to, like, well, Magic did something that you can't match now. Well, Jordan could never have gone back and matched because Magic won game six of the NBA Finals as a rookie playing center. Which is something like, Jordan never did that, and okay. he'll never do that, and okay. it can never happen. So that, to me, was always something. Or you think about Jack Youngblood played the Super not only played the Super Bowl, played the Pro Bowl the following week with a broken leg. You're like, that's pretty incredible. That's good. Uh, Pregnancy. I, and you know, I mean, you've, you're, you have a child. Yes. So you know what your wife went through. Right. Especially at 11 weeks, 10.
1: like That's, that's not an easy time. No, it's not. Uh, and she went out and nailed
3: it. I want to one more quick thing. So, Junior, for those that don't know, is a 1994. Movie <laughs> <where> Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> you, got Alex. pregnant. He was a research Danny Bean was no. I, I brought this up because I, I uh, wanted to look. What it came out. They have to go out and find. I have it. to watch it. But how much money? So you three came. You've all of you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Came out in 1994. How much money do you think it made
2: at the box office? Uh, three bucks. Fifty million. Marcus, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna go twenty. Adam, twenty
4: nine. I'm going to take $50 million and $1 just to have
1: everything <laughs> okay. over. $108
3: oh, million.
0: Dollars. Nailed oh, nailed it. Nailed it, In
3: 1994.
1: What? That's outrageous. That is outrageous. The
3: movie is bad. <laughs> you guys should watch it if you've never seen it. It's
1: <laughs> this is why Arnold Schwarzenegger was the highest paid actor for like a decade. He op- could open a movie, man. I You're mean, really come good. on, dude. That's wow. mind boggling.
3: Oh, my God. All right, we should end the show now. We're completely off the rails, but. That is awesome. Good show.
1: Wow. Strange show. Great information. I love the bull, Alex Gellman. <laughs> I appreciate that. For the WizKid from Wisconsin, for MG My Guy, Marcus Grant, for Adam Rank, and for Dan Hansis. Hansis. I'm James Go. The old Zusser. The old, the old Zusser. 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 We'll see. I, oh, lo- I
3: love the tropes, Dan. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, absolutely. They're, they're one of my favorites. Spot on, spot yeah. on.
5: Thank you. It's you have to work here for X amount of years to start picking up these things.
1: Is that also a trope? <laughs> That's a trope. <laughs> <laughs> So many tropes, tropes on top
3: of tropes. At least, to, at least to round out the full list of the <laughs> Ten Commandments, I feel, because some pop up more frequently than others. Oh, right, for sure. As right. in, Marcus refers to uh, the number eight one as the B S O H L, the best shape best of life. Best shape of life. life. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
2: I borrowed that from baseball because it's, it's definitely a baseball thing. So oh, it's yeah. Best shape of his life. Showing yeah. up in spring training. Oh, yeah.
1: Which is so funny because, like, who re- – I mean, look at Bartolo Colon.
2: I mean, yeah. round is a, sh- is a shape. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if he said I'm in the best shape of my life, I'd be like, okay, well, who sure, cares? Right. Can you throw strikes? That, I mean, that, that's the that only thing that matters. That
0: bar's pretty low. <laughs> guys are burning gold right now. I know, I know. All right, let's go. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring –
5: Offer ends June 30th,
0: 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use?
4: A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves.
0: So we could go surfing.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah,
0: ski slopes. Let's
2: do it. Um, Tanner, a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait.